Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabbouleh, real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Hi everyone, as you can hear, we are on the streets of New York City. This is Dana Dute. This is Green Eggs and Dan. And uh, today we have an amazing guest on the podcast, acclaimed chef of multiple restaurants in New York City, Estella, Flora Bar, Ultra Paradiso. His restaurants are always on the Eater 38 Essential list and the heat map. His restaurant, Estella, has been named one of the top 50 restaurants in the world on the San Pellegrino list. Please welcome my good friend and one of my favorite chefs, Ignacio Matos. Hi, Dan. What's Hi, going Ignacio. on? How you been? That was, I came in hot there, I know. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's good. It was good morning. Little, it was a little jarring. Good, good morning. morning, morning. We're actually recording today from Estella. We're in the restaurant Estella. This is one of my favorite restaurants in New York City. Now, when you opened this place, uh, how confident were you that it was going to be the hit that it became? How confident? Um, I don't know. It's a weird. It's it's, it's weird to say. I, I think you go confident, but you never know. It's like you roll. You know, you just rolling the dice. Yeah. Every time, and I think we. I, I believe that we, you know, we, we can make it work. Uh, however, you know, it's so many variables. You know, yeah. so many different things, and I think we just were. It was the right idea, the right concept, at the right time. And yeah, that's what you call luck or whatever you call it. I think it's a lot of people doing great stuff and a lot of time don't necessarily go well. We got a little lucky. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it seemed like it was doing really well. And then there was that night that the Obamas came and then it like exploded. Yeah, that, yeah, it helps for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know it was doing pretty well, but you always need to keep up the momentum and like keep it. Uh, relevant and going up, so it was yeah. What by that the was way, a trip. when they came in, did the Secret Service come in first and like pat you down and see if there was any weapons in your butt, in your butthole? Mm. That weapon. Uh, <laughs> mm, yeah, they come and they do this thing. This I don't know. Place. We have no idea. It's a small place, so it was interesting. I mean, the Agnes, like the story, like something that it's kind of. Uh, Funny, it's like Gabe, the co-writer of the book, he was uh, moving to uh, Denmark to work with uh, René Redzepi. And he wanted to have his last meal here. So he was going from here to the airport. He was having dinner with his family, but he was having uh, dinner on what we call now the presidential table. Oh, really? Presidential room. Uh-huh. Um, if you want to take a shot later of the presidential room. Of course. That... The space back there with a skylight that we put after. <laughs> um, so yeah, they were so they were having dinner there, and I'm I'm like, hey man, like, it's the president of the United States coming, and we need your table. And he's like, yeah, right. I'm like, dude, 
like I'm not kidding. Like we need your table. You mind moving? It's like, come on, are you kidding me? I was like, like, and everybody was going to tell him. It's like, it's not. He's like, it's not funny. Why you wanna move me? It's like because the president of the United States coming. It's like, yeah, right. Fuck you. I'm like, and all of a sudden he see the secret services and uh, he's like, freaking out. Is in tears. No. He's like, yeah, of course you can have the table. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was. It's hard to explain. It was yeah. kind of crazy in a small, tiny little. But they're room. also they're repeat customers too. That's the that's the, that's the best part. Well, yeah, Michelle, yeah, went to. She went to Altro, Altro right? yeah. She's like that amazing, uh, like they're truly amazing people. So I'm sure you're all wondering, uh, chef who cooks for royalty, for presidents, for heads of state. What does his fridge look like? Well, if you go on my Instagram, Stand Up Dan. At Stand Up Dan, you can see Ignacio's That's fridge. What you did? It's the saddest fridge you've ever seen. I think it's the saddest fridge we've had on the show by far. It's clean. And we've had like homeless comedians on this show who have better fridges than you. This looks like uh, like a college kid Essentials. who ran out of money Essentials. and like robbed an old lady. Uh, who was like leaving a Whole Foods and I, just got I, a hold of half a I, bag? I had to defend myself. I for those of you hold on the homeless <laughs> looking fridge. There is I I hate wasting. Like Dude, how much you really eat everything you have in your fridge? I hate wasting. Okay, for those of you who are, can't see on the Instagram, we've got one orange, one apple, uh, hummus from Whole Foods. We've got well, two. That's like a bad thing. Two, no, actually, I love hummus from that's Whole Foods. Where food. you get your hummus from? <laughs> you fly from Israel or like? <laughs> yeah, I fly in from Haifa every night. Actually, I will tell you this: I, I have I have a bone to pick with uh, Trader Joe's hummus. Is the worst hummus I think you can buy. Whole, yes. I buy most of my shit from Trader Joe's, and then I go to Whole Foods for the hummus, and I go home. So I'm on your side, right. but it's just the fact that you only have hummus. And then what is this, Calabrian chili peppers? You only asked me for the fridge. What about like on my dry storage? I might have like no, 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 no. I don't care about your dry storage. We have two uh -huh. avocados. And what's this on the top here? That's butter. Unsalted. Butter, unsalt. What do you put the butter on? On crackers. Gluten-free crackers because now I'm on a, I'm on. Like, Are you gluten-free? I'm, I'm. What is happening? I have to a you, thing. Ignacio. My son, my son. Soft, I, I, I saw my son at the beginning of the year, and the first thing, he's been surfing, and like his surf teacher has been a really bad influence. Of course, he has a six pack, and he's very proud, the surfer. Yeah. And like, my son came over as like, while I'm naked, and he's like, um, you don't have a six pack, huh? And I'm like, huh? It's like, yeah, you don't have a six pack. I'm like, uh, do you have a six pack? And he's like, yeah, look, I'm like, ah, that's kind of like a booty in there. <laughs> and um, and then, yeah, I kind of explained it at 12. That was the last time I saw a six pack on my body. And yeah. since uh, then, I was like, OK, I'm going to give you a six pack. So his birthday was coming up. And uh, I kind of started focusing on trying to get a six pack for his birthday. He was really upset that I was getting, getting a, a six, six pack, pack for myself. For his birthday, so he could be proud of his dad. Oh my God! Yo, so you he started, got hold so on. He got no present for making fun of me. <laughs> you started out making fun of LA, saying uh, LA is vain and this and that. I am saying LA is vain. Your birthday present, your son is, is getting a six pack on yourself. I, I say LA 
it has Bro. the same weather the entire time and it's a little bit confusing for myself. Yes, for sure. But I, I love the vanity of LA. Apparently. Did I you get a six pack? I'm working on it. And how are you, It's like a lot harder than... That's why there's no fucking food in your fridge. Like, listen, say six pack to me is like, it's challenging. Like getting a six pack is like, that's, that's where the challenge is. It's impossible. How old are you? Me? Oh, you don't want to talk say, about it? I'm 36. You're fucking vain, I'm 39. Man. 39. Yeah, we're about the same age. I, it's impossible for us to get a six pack at this age. It's too late. Unless like we, became, we, we became like prisoner of war, like in a camp. And we're starved. But did you, have you seen which my your, fridge? Which your fridge looks like. Have you like? seen my fridge? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think this is what the fridges in Auschwitz probably looked like. I, uh, yeah, and I'm good at starving myself. I also, I don't know, I can, like, I never, I never measured anything in my life, like, whether I could eat or not, like, drink or not. I, I never have, I have eaten yeah. everything with no restriction. Um, but now I'm fine with like yeah, starving myself from time to time. It's also exhausting. Like you, like you know, you're doing it for a living and you're eating and drinking all the time. So I'm just yeah, giving it a, a little bit of a break. Of yeah. course, when the opportunity comes, I have amazing bread. I eat it, pizza. I do eat it. But when I so you only I try eat, to avoid it. You only eat amazing things when they come by. Only amazing things, or really. I think that's kind of my philosophy random. on food. Crappy things. Have you had the Madeleine at Balthazar? I had it for breakfast this morning. I might have. I don't know. I might. I, I don't, I, it's one of my favorite I, things. I would not walk there just for the Madeleine. I, I don't know. You wouldn't walk a block and a half for the Madeleine? Look at this thing. I have a picture of the Madeleine. I'll post well, this if on you my have some, If you brought some of those, I would eat it, I would eat oh, it right now, but you didn't get any of them. You're right, actually. I should have brought Madeleines for everyone. Yeah, what I, an asshole. I was like, look at this like amazing nice people thing. people do. <laughs> look at this amazing I'm on your group. I'm just saying. I sympathize. I'm supporting you. I would I, have done the same, but nice people bring Madeleine to, you're, for you're, everyone. You're absolutely right. Um, you saw me. I brought water for everyone. But I knew that you're trying to get a six-pack for your son's birthday. For myself. For yeah. yourself, for your son's birthday. Yep. So I wanted to help you. And Madeline's not going to help with that mission. So what are we going to do now? <laughs> we're just going to fucking drink more water that you, that you gave to me. Do you go out to eat at all? Are you a big restaurant guy? Yeah, of course. I, but now less and less. I, I, I ended up eating at my own restaurants more because it's just like time is more restricted. And yeah. And I enjoy them, so I'm uh, I'm eating on those. But yeah, I love eating at restaurants. I, I always love discovering new spots or just supporting the ones you know that I love. I'll tell you this though. I so going back to your fridge, your fridge didn't surprise me at all because like as a comedian, the last thing I want to do when I'm home is be funny. I don't like to uh, go to comedy clubs. I don't like to see other comedians if I'm not on a show. I, I'm not into it. So I could imagine going to a restaurant sometimes can get annoying because you, it's kind of hard to be there and not judge everything and look at everything and say, oh, this is wrong, this is right. Like, what are your, like, is that, am I off or what? Yeah, I can shut it. I can shut it off. You can? Um, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I, I've been training myself for the same thing, but it's, it's, it's challenging, like at, at your own place, it's kind of tricky because I can see absolutely 
everything I don't want to see. Yeah. Um, like the crumbs on the table. I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. There but were, however, like guys, full disclosure, uh, Dan, we're done with the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, like every single tiny little detail. Yes, I I obsess over it. Then I, it's unfortunate I can see things that I, I wish I didn't get to see. Yeah, but I do. Um, so I've been training myself to figure it out how to relax and enjoy certain things. Uh, going into other people's restaurant, I also I'm trying to enjoy the experience whether they're doing something right or wrong. I'm I'm, I'm just if. I can give it feedback, I will yeah. happily do it. Like if they're friends and I know I can provide perspective, I would do it. But oh, uh, so you're, you'd be honest with someone. You'd say I'm 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 pretty raw. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm learning how to um, improve my deliverable. Uh yeah. But yeah, I know because it's your you know, but it's like people are I don't know, they do this because they care, you know what I mean? And yeah. like you always I sympathize with that. You know what I mean? Like it's you. You know, it's, it's very tricky to be in, in, in a, you know, in, in this position. You're trying to take care of absolutely everyone, mm. and trying to make sure they're having a good time. And it's just not like the guests, but like the staff, and like it's all these people, this flux of people that you know, like you can even filter. You're not necessarily inviting to your dinner party that you know that is gonna work. You never know. It's, this is. So, you know, a lot of people read about restaurant industry and how it's crazy in the kitchen and everyone's nuts and throwing shit. It doesn't seem like that's your style. It seems like it's I, a little more of a controlled chaos back there. Yeah, but it's, but no, it depends, you know? It's like, I, I, I like things orchestrated, but that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's weird. Like, kitchens have changed a lot throughout the time and you change and you grow up and you know you learn and you get more mature and you know you start getting uh, things into perspective and like learn how to express yourself you know like it, it's, it's complicated when you do something that it's so uh, yours yeah. you know what I mean yeah like and you're so dependable of so many other people yeah to execute it, you know, I think that's the most challenging thing. On well, like, also because you don't want to, you, know? you don't want to micromanage everyone, right? No, but you kind of have to at times. You have you three know? restaurants, though. How I know, but I, I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm no, but no, absolutely no. But it's, you know, no, you cannot micromanage. But we have meetings, we we, we have dialogue, we have conversations, we we communicate. You know, we try to do it as much as we can like trying to work on like how to make it more efficient and empower more people to be able to make their own decisions and make the best decisions they can but yeah. also have a, a, a team and a team that supports each other you know what i mean so like people that know on their own you know like everybody it's it's it's, it's a team yeah you know? like and for sometimes i you know like it's just yeah I, it's funny, you know, like passion. I have never worked in my life, you know. I would, I've done what I love to do. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, like growing up, you start realizing I like shit, like what I'm doing, you know. Right. Like I, I just, at, at times I just forget that I've been spending my entire day just doing the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love doing other things. Yeah. 
but it, it's 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 a you know a, a, a curse and and a bliss. Yeah. Uh, so you've been called uh, one of the top five dreamiest chefs in New York City. Oh what? Yeah, by Dana Dude, and I'm curious. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm curious with that title. Mm. Um, there must be a lot of pressure. Also, blessing and a curse. Have you had any moments where like a patron will be like, I need to meet the dreamy chef. That sexy, homeless looking, but like sexy, homeless looking chef. Like like the best kind of homeless. Oh, no, I guess it happens. I want yeah. him to take me home and give me some Whole Foods hummus on a, on a cracker. I, that's, that's really intimate. Like sharing my hummus is like, it's, just, it's like very, uh, I, I have done it, but yeah, I don't know if I would be that open, like so quick. I don't know. I'm reserved, but you yeah, are very reserved. It happens. it happens. You're very reserved for the amount of dreaminess that you have. You're kind of like a waste of good looks. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. You don't need to be this good looking. Because you don't like, you don't take advantage of it, I don't think, as much as you should. I, no, I clearly don't. <laughs> We'll get back to Ignacio in a second, but first, let's go back into his fridge. One of the few things in Ignacio's sad, sad fridge is a little jar of Calabrian chilies from Calabria, Italy. These are the most popular peppers in all of Italy. However, spoiler alert, they're not Italian. They're from the New World, and Columbus brought them back with him after his epic voyage. The king and queen must have loved that. What did you bring us back, Christopher? Gold? Silver? Nah, I brought you these little peppers. Eh? Throw them on your pizzas. Thanks for paying for my trip. Go fuck yourself. Okay, back to Ignacio. Let's get to our rapid fire questions. What is your earliest food memory? My earliest food memory would be pasta with my grandmother. Pasta yeah. with grandma. She would do. She would. Yeah, she do this tagliolini with its like Sunday Sunday rolls. They yeah, call it here, right? Like a like, like a, a like a meat Sunday sauce. sauce. Yeah, yeah. And they they have this this that smell for me is still stick to to the point that I would try to do that sauce and like I still don't do it as good because I don't want to kill that memory. It no makes way. sense, right? Because I know I could do it better. Yeah, yeah. But I. You want to keep that reshek? Yeah, I want to keep that memory as that thing. It's the best thing. That's very romantic, Ignacio. I know. You're surprised. You're surprised. I want some crackers and hummus now, bro. I want some crackers and hummus. (laughs) Um, Now, wait. Now, you're from Uruguay. Is your grandmother, is there an Italian influence in Uruguay in the cuisine? Yeah, it's it's not Uruguayan there. It's like, it's either you're Spanish, Italian, or... Was it an Italian colony or, or it Portuguese? Was a, it was it was a mix Spanish Portuguese Spanish Portuguese British. They were there for a second. Very unfortunate they didn't took us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they brought the food culture down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who else? No, those. But yeah. But then it's like people from different different places. But it, like the majority is Spanish and, and Italians. Got it. So like the food culture is, for the most part. Got Italian it. and Spanish. It know, seems exciting. I, well, I saw you were one of the last uh, Bourdain episodes in Uruguay. True. Um, that was that's true. And that was a that was an eye opening experience for a lot of people because a lot of people didn't know about your. Here's I think a lot of people think, yo, if I'm gonna fly that far, I'm gonna go to Brazil. But you're saying no, fly a little further, 
and uh, a little uh, little treasure awaits. It's, it's very different, you know? Like, I love Brazil, but, like, you go to Brazil to find one thing. That's it, the other thing, you know? Like, people have this idea that South America is this one single thing, and South America is it's, it's pretty vast. And, you know, where it's a lot of speaking Spanish countries there, like, you know, it's fascinating that Brazil is the only one speaking Portuguese. Uh, yeah. Brazil is enor enormous, like the culture changes a lot. And the same thing with uh, South America, you know, each country has its own culture. And yeah. Uruguay is like one of the few, not to be proud of, but you know, it's like a big disappointment. It's no natives, yeah. you know, it's no indigenous people to it. Uh, where pretty much in the rest of you will find very, unfortunately very small communities wow. uh, but so is that the is this your your uh selling point for uruguay is, should this be the no i come it, to uruguay it, we got yeah. rid of all of our natives <laughs> but, but but no but i think it, you have to make it I, I think it's important to make it clear because people think that it's this exotic thing it's, it's not really that exotic. yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah um but it has a lot of character surprisingly well you mix those three cultures together something's gonna happen and it happened. And it happened. Um, what is your death row meal? Last meal? I will be, I, I will have to get, I will get, a, it's sushi for sure. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah. Sushi, but I want a massage before. Sushi and a massage? And a sauna. And then I'm like, <laughs> I go. I want to go to this prison. I go any day. I, I want to go any day. After a massage. <laughs> Sushi, like you can take me. I want to go to this prison that serves uh, sushi and has massages. Is there a specific sushi? Like, hold on, it's prison or like death row? Death row, like you know, you're gonna get in the electric chair. Ah, but that one next door. I want to go straight. You just want to jump off a cliff? Yeah, whatever. Or like you. We yeah, can talk about that too. How would you like to be killed if you were gonna die? After the sushi, after the massage. It's wrong. <laughs> just drink yourself to oblivion. Yeah. Um, what any specific sushi meal, specific restaurant, specific uh, experience? Yeah, it'll be. Oh no, uh, yeah, of course you can get piggy, but uh, Saito, Saito, Saito in Tokyo. Oh, Saito, is it in Saito. Ginza? I think it's Ginza. Wait, is that the uh, one that's like on the fourth floor of uh, a building? Oh no, you're getting all weird now. No, I think it is. Um, I walked, I, I was there. You walked in? I walked in and they closed the door on me and told me to leave. Does that sound I like mean, the place? It sounds like they would do that in any place in, 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 in Tokyo. Any I did have my, place my pants weren't on as well. I was naked. So maybe that was it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's how I roll in Tokyo. What are you doing in Tokyo? That's how I roll in Tokyo, bro. Oh, what happens in Tokyo? Yeah. Um, yeah, sushi, sushi. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, sushi. It will be sushi. Yeah, for sure. that makes sense. I'm with you on that. Next question. What is your best high-end meal that you've ever had? Like best tasting menu experience? I think it was Martin Berasategui in the Basque Country. Who? Which one? Martin Berasategui. It's in the Basque Country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, San Sebastian? Nearby La Sarteoria is the name of the town. But yeah, it's like... It was very special, and I didn't want it to be special, but you three know, three star Michelin. Mind. Yeah, yeah. 
Are you really? into? Are you usually into three star Michelin, or you think it's overkill? I am into anything that is good, and it has character. You know, if it's good, how you can question good? You know what I mean? Like whether you like it or not, good is good. Yeah, like but sometimes, can, sometimes I think they go too far with trying to be impressive, and they miss the mark. The last three star meal I, I had was at Mugaritz, hmm. which is right outside there. You don't have to comment on it because they're probably your friends and this and that. But I was like, I was, I was like, this is the last time I'm doing a three star meal because it was like, I felt like it was such overkill. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I I do it less and less. I I haven't done it in a while actually. Yeah. So, but you asked me. Uh, like and, the and food was, here, the food at Estella to me I mean, is that meal was in 2008. So yeah, that, that answer your question. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> when right, was right. my last uh, three star meal? Now, and what would be your best low-end meal? Low-end meal? Uh, like, what just hits the spot? I mean, that hummus doesn't count, right? <laughs> that hummus does count. That's count? No, I'll yeah. say I love a good falafel. Oh, yeah? But I don't know. Is that low? Yeah. Hell yeah. A hot dog. That's my people, though. A hot dog, yeah. A hot, a, hot a specific dog. hot dog or just uh, like I a mean, dirty dog, uh, New York City? I, I like a dirty dog. I, I think it's it's it's, like, it's something very comforting, but also I had these friends in Brooklyn that they made this hot dog at the, the Franks, and they do this. It's insane. What is hot it? Hot dog. It's just fucked up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Uh, it's you should just it's that's what Frank's? you should do after it, it uh, the Frankies Frankies yeah oh Frankies like Frankies Sputino those guys no no, no. it's Frankies Sputino yeah Frankies Sputino yeah, yeah yeah um interesting I didn't know they do a hot dog all right well they used to make it a prime prime eats and now they change it and they're doing a wine bar but I don't know if, if they're serving on other hot dogs right the last time I was there I asked for hot dogs and yeah. they were hot dogs. Um, yeah, I have a very soft spot for those, but I, I really deserve it with mustard, but I, I, they're perfect just with a potato, a Martin's potato bun and the, the sausage and that's it. I like the idea of you just walking into restaurants and be Sub- like, Sublime. nah, bro, I'm getting a fucking hot dog. I don't well, care. Oh, this is a vegan. I don't care. I'm well, getting, I went there a couple a times. Dog. It's a funny, and this is a true story. So like I was dating this person I was like we're talking about hot dogs and I was like let's go to this place we go they don't serve the hot dogs at lunch or whatever and I'm like not you know I don't want to drop names or whatever and I take my friends they weren't there it's the same place so I'm like okay I work out without my hot dog but I made it all the way there come back again it's no hot dog we don't serve it at dinner this time so I don't know what they were doing at the moment. And then I went back. But this time I went with a date. And I'm sad. And the service is like, um, no, we don't serve it at brunch. I was like, okay, um, where are my friends? I'm like, it, I dropped the name. You're like, do you know who the fuck I am? No, no, I just <laughs> dropped my friend's name. And, and the guy is like, oh, yeah, like kind of like whatever. And I, you know try to be very easy going, but I'm like, I, I need this hot dog. <laughs> and the guy is like, well, you, would you like me to take the order? Like, you're gonna get drinks right now, just bring the beer. I'm not gonna get any food until I get the hot dog. And he's like, and I'm texting my friends and like 
they not getting they're not getting back and they're usually pretty quick the two of them and they were so they were traveling or whatever and nothing is going on and the guy come back so you're gonna you get a little tense you know the situation my day was like what are you doing <laughs> you really need this hot dog i was like yeah like we need to have this hot dog but i was like it's, it was my third time there and they're good friends yeah and uh, so an hour goes by and the guy is like so wow, this you is a real order, standoff an hour wanna, went by and the guy is like you want to order and all this time and he's like the director of operation Chris the, man, the manager and I'm like Chris and he look at me and say, like, hey man I'm like Chris having a little issue by any chance you have hot dogs of course how many you want and I'm like I look at the server and I'm like I, I told you oh, man. I told you when I get hot dogs and I'm getting hot dogs. So, yeah, I got four hot dogs. Oh, my God. Very happy. But it took me an hour of, Yo. an hour and a half till I get the hot dogs. But they're amazing. So, I don't know what's going on with the hot dogs. but like I want to check it out while I'm here. Frankie's? So, yeah, we went from a three. But but that's the thing. I think that, that hot dog is like three-star Michelin quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Wow. Do not get in the way of Ignacio and his hot dogs. Oh. <laughs> Girl. Shit's going to go down. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Uh, what is your restaurant pet peeve? Like, what is it that happens at a restaurant and you just want to flip the fucking table? Like, for me, it could be, like, the uh, lighting or the chairs or, you know, something like that. Sitting close to the bathroom, anything? No. Uh, You're easy, huh? Crabby music. Like, uh, I have something for, like, I don't know, if they're playing, like, One Direction. Oh, music. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. you know what? I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm the same. I, like, I get that. Or, I don't know. It's like, it's all these. By the way, One Direction bands. is one of our sponsors. Thank you, One Direction, for being our sponsor. Uh, thank uh, you for, thank, thank you for, yeah. Thank you, thank you for putting <laughs> crap music out. Um, I think crappy music, it's, it's something that it, it really, I, I can't it not tolerate. Yeah, or like attitude also. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you go to a place and people are just, it had happened yeah. to me. You know what I mean? I look like a homeless person. Sexy homeless. And at times it's like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Attitude. Somebody's just like in a bad mood and like, take it out dude, this It's your job. You know what I mean? It's like. Uh, I feel the same I'm way. I'm just trying to grab a bite and give it. Pay the bill. You know what I mean? I feel the same way. And I feel like a lot of my friends are like, oh, she's probably having a really bad day. Or he probably had. A, I'm like. I get it, dude. I have really bad days, too. And I have to go on stage and make people fucking laugh. I don't like... Exactly. You put on your face and you go to work. We all do it. Yeah. I mean, you're, for me, it's, that's the thing. You know, for me, it's very clear. I'm, I'm, I'm serving. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at service. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my purpose and what I'm supposed to do is very clear. I take care of people. Whether I need to take care of myself or not, yeah, of course. But... I take care of people. I'm trying to make all these people happy. That's my, my main goal. Yeah. And whether I'm having a good day, bad day, it just doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I cannot compromise this person experience that is trusting us and with their time and then paying the bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, I take it, I don't know, I take it to, to, to heart, that, yeah. that whole thing. So yeah, poor, yeah, just careless, careless, careless service. Ap- I get yeah, it. Approach. It's really unfortunate, but yeah. What is your favorite drunk food? 
French fries. French fries? Any specific kind of fries? McDonald's? I, you know what? Uh, any fry is a, is a, it's a good fry. Even like sh- a shitty fry is still... Yeah. JG Melon fries are pretty obnoxious, I say so. Like, Which one? I'll eat it. JG Melon? JG Melon? You know, I went to JG Melon? No. On the Upper East? No. The burger is incredible. And their fries are obnoxious? <laughs> yeah, you had to skip it. But it's the only fry that annoys me. But yeah, I would say French fries. I can just eat French fries. I'm so curious what's annoying about the JG Melon fries. It's just like sloppy soggy like, oh, okay, I, I think it. they make a point of making it bad because the burger is pretty amazing uh, it's yin and yang yin, here we go again we're here gonna we get go. deep now yeah it's about time Dan it's <laughs> like I'm gonna show your your deep spiritual holistic oh self. I'm gonna end this by giving you a massage and then sushi um, what is what is your uh, it's why I'm dying and right I'm gonna, yeah I'm gonna murder you after <laughs> great uh, what is your favorite hangover food Oh, fuck. Actually, I was very hungover yesterday. Not that I drink that much, but I, a friend was visiting and it's a bad influence. And yeah. what you drink? it doesn't take much. Uh, I know. He was... Whatever. We just drank a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, I kind of get into a bath. Like, I didn't have... No, I have like... It was a banana and there someone in the house by the way, and like bananas helped me quite a bit. A banana you, is you your favorite hangover food? That's the saddest thing you've said so far on this podcast. Wow. A banana. Yes. A fucking it, banana. Yes. Yes. I like it. Like Not a burger. Not pizza. A fucking... People eat bananas before they do like a marathon. Healthy really? people do bananas. It's like it's the Boston Marathon too. It's like... Like, so you're saying that they're consuming a lot of bananas today. They, yeah. They, yeah. Interesting. Uh, oh, no. So you're like a scientific person because you're like, well, the potassium is going to help. I don't care about the greasiness, the fucking potassium. Okay. Wow. Eggs? No, you can't say eggs now. You said bananas already. Fine, it's whatever. too late. <laughs> Have you ever had a banana wrapped in uh, bacon and pan fry? No. Is that a thing? Well, I just give you a tip right there. All so right, there. <laughs> go figure it out. I think you got embarrassed that I made so much fun of you. They were like, uh, uh, "Wait, hold on, but it's Dan, wrapped in bacon." Dan, the bananas I'm, wrapped in bacon. Mira, did I mira, mention that? Mira, mira, wrapped mira. in bacon. I'm, I'm used to you making fun of me. <laughs> so, okay, who is your favorite celebrity chef? I think Jacques Pepin. Jacques Pepin, amazing. I think he's probably my favorite too. He's some, like, I was just, best. like, somebody sent me a video of him the other day, like, asked me for, like, Was it like, the whatever. omelet one? Yup. Oh, I love the omelet video. But just, like, listen to him, like, in this dark black room and just, like, it's mesmerizing. Like, yeah. his move, his sound, his voice, like, the whisking of the eggs with yeah. the fork, you know, at you the speed to, that he's doing you it. You whisky it uh, very hard or you're going to have clumpiness in your egg. That's my awful Jacques Pepin impression. You did pretty well. You did pretty well. Yes, Jacques Pepin. Egg videos are fucking awesome. I don't have a a worse. You don't have a least favorite? A least favorite. No. You're too nice. And then what is your, last question, what is your secret ingredient? Do you have like a secret ingredient that you're like, this, I'm going to use this. Favorite secret ingredient to add a little pop to anything or to? Fish sauce. Fish sauce. Drop of lemon. Fish sauce, drop a, of lemon. A few drop of lemon juice or lemon zest. I think it's that very underrated. Hmm. Actually, yeah. and your 
the beef tartare here has fish sauce in it, right? And lemon sauce too. And, and lemon mushrooms. Ah. And, and uh, pickled elderberries. And it has a little egg yolk and olive oil and onions. And Jerusalem and artichokes too? Jerusalem artichokes. Yeah. And the beef tartare is probably my favorite beef tartare in the city. In the city. At Estella. In, in downtown Manhattan, on Houston, between Mulberry and Mott, it's the best beef tartare you will ever have. That, so you, you're telling me that you have a, a better... That is not on uh, you have you, 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 A better tartare in LA, that's what you're saying. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I think it's... Yeah, I, I've never thought about what's my favorite beef tartare, but it's... Probably in LA. It's probably my... I like LA. Don't J, take me wrong. JG Mellon has a beef tartare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. That burger, it's... I've never had their burger. Amazing. I mean, probably can, yeah, you can eat a rub. I don't know if you want to do that, but it's a. That's what you should do. You should go have that burger. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Stella's got a great Instagram. It's at Stella NYC. All of them, yeah. At Stella NYC, Flora Bar, and also Ultra Paradise. You'll follow them all. Their food is delicious. There's an off-the-menu cacio pepe, at, at uh, so Ultra Paradise. That is my favorite. What about the fennel salad? My favorite pasta. On the west side of Manhattan in the south. Mira, you had a big, big trouble, Mira. <laughs> no, it's literally the best cacio pepe I've ever had. The noodles are like nothing you've ever had. Come to New York City and visit any of Ignacio's restaurants. Ignacio, I love you. Great seeing love you. Love you too. Eat bananas. As always, we will have links to all the restaurants we mentioned uh, on the Instagram at Stand Up Dan. I love you. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. Special thanks to Jordan, Aaron, and my favorite restaurant in New York City, Estella. To see pictures of Ignacio Matos's fridge, information about the restaurants mentioned in the episode, and more, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at StandUpDan. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan and Interstitial Music by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.